The ultimate disruptor of the order of your life is the program and process of Satan. Dr. Tony Evans says God has established an order by which our lives are meant to operate. If you're out of order, your prayers are not going to be heard. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Well, before we begin today's message, Dr. Evans has a short but very special announcement he wants to share with us. Hello, family. This is Dr. Tony Evans with The Urban Alternative, and I have some exciting news for you. In this new season of life, God has graciously granted me a new partner to walk with me uh, in the ministry and calling that God has given me. As you all know, I lost my precious wife of 49 and a half years, Lois Evans, uh, in uh, December of uh, 2019. And without her, none of my life, ministry, locally or nationally, would exist. We certainly can't control what God decides to do and when he decides to do it. Uh, but I am very grateful and will always be grateful for the history and legacy that Lois Evans has given me, my family, my church, and this ministry. But what God did in this new season was bring someone across my path, a widow, who actually her husband had uh, trained under me, and they had been part of the Urban Alternative Conferences. A few days before um, my wife's funeral, where they were planning to come and be part of the funeral, he died of an a unexpected heart attack and went home to be with the Lord. That led to a series of events that brought us together. Her name is Carla Crummy. Her husband was Robert Crummy, a pastor in Atlanta and the president of the college I grew, uh, the college I graduated from, Carver Bible College. And so we're planning sometime this year to... Uh, uh, become one. I will ask you to pray for us that God would uh, grant us mercy, wisdom, guidance, and empowerment in the days, months, and years to come, and that this this next chapter of life will bring Him glory and good to others for the advancement of His kingdom. Thank you for your friendship. Well, Dr. Evans, we're excited for you and Carla Crummy, and on behalf of all of us here at The Alternative, we'd like to offer our heartfelt congratulations and let you know we'll definitely be praying for what the Lord has in store for you two together. There's an old saying that goes, a place for everything and everything in its place. In modern practice, it's often referred to as the principle of order. And today, Dr. Evans explores how order was actually established by God and how important it is that we understand it. Let's join him as he explains. We've all either been in a courtroom or seen on television a judge stop the proceedings, bang his gavel, and call for order in the court. The judge is going to do that because there has been a disruption in the proceedings. There has been something that has interfered with the process. Throughout our world, we are facing the problem of order. Terrorist has as their goal the disrupting of the normalcy of life in order to create havoc and disorder, in order to undermine the society, the culture, the government, and so they terrorize, creating disorder. The ultimate disruptor 
of the order of your life, your world, your family, the church, the society, is the program and process of Satan. His goal is to bring about disorder in the court of God in order to detour you and me and us from our destiny, from God's purpose, and from what God wants to happen in our lives. He creates disorder. When God created, he created civilization and history to operate in a certain order. When that order is disrupted, Satan gets to rule. Let me say that again. When God's divine order has been interfered with, which is Satan's goal, it is to disrupt the program of God and the purposes for your life. So there must be order in the court, order in the operation of God's programming in history. Now, this principle applies even to non-Christians because it applies to even governments. Titus chapter 3 verse 1 says, make sure that the citizens are properly subject to the government. So it, it is a system that God is operating from humanity. So this racial chaos and cultural chaos and all this stuff is satanic disruption to keep God away. And here's the key. If you're out of order, then your prayers are not going to be heard. The summary statement of order, there are many of them in Scripture, but I want to start with 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3. The book of 1 Corinthians, as Paul writes, a church that is out of order. The church at Corinth was a chaotic church. Paul has got to get things back on track. And so he says, but I want you, verse 3, to understand that Christ is the head of every man. The man is the head of a woman. And God is the head of Christ. God is the head of Christ. Now, we all know Christ is equal to God. Christ is God the Son. He has all the marks of deity. So headship has absolutely nothing to do with equality of being because Jesus is equal to God. Jesus says, me and my father, we are one. You know, the Bible says all the fullness of deity dwells in him in bodily form. So all that makes God, God is incorporated in the person of Jesus Christ. Yet we are told... In verse 3, that God, that is the Father, is the head, the governing authority of Christ. So headship is not concerned with equality of being. It is concerned with inequality of function. It is a functional difference, not an essence difference. This is why you cannot look down on the dignity of any human being. 
Because all human beings are created with the imago Dei, that is, with the image of God, let us make man in our own image, so there is equal essence, black, white, men, women, poor, rich, there is equality of being, but inequality of function. In other words, everybody doesn't have the same job. In the principle of headship is the principle of representation. Whoever is above you represents you. I'll say that again. Whoever is above you represents you. The Bible says, in Adam all die. Well, wait a minute. We weren't in the Garden of Eden. We didn't need the forbidden fruit. When an offensive lineman goes offside, the whole team is penalized, not just the lineman. Because they're part of the team. You and I are part of the human race. Adam was our representative. And in Adam, all died. Because we had a representative who failed and it affected us. When the president declares war, when the Congress declares war, the point is not whether you agree with the war. Your representative represented you. And whether you agree with the war or not, you have to, you, you are in a war because of the decision of your representative. That's why it's important to know when you need to switch representatives. Because in Adam all die, but Jesus is the last Adam. So you know why you're here today? Because you switched reps. You're, you're now tied to the last Adam, not the first Adam, because the first Adam is physical death and eternal death. The last Adam is no physical death and eternal life. So you switch representatives. So it is in this understanding of the representative principle of headship that is critical for now you and I operating in history in the courtroom of God as he calls for order in the court. Christ is the head of every man. Let me say that again in case there's some men here that didn't hear that. Christ is the head, the governing authority of every man. I don't care who you are, mister, what your background is, how much education you got, how much money you got in your pocket or in the bank. Christ is the head of every man. You don't get to define manhood independently of the Jesus rule in your life. Dr. Evans will share more on God's established order when he returns shortly to continue today's message. First, though, we're excited to tell you about Tony's new book that goes hand-in-hand with the material he's been covering today. It's called Kingdom Authority, Exercising God's Rule in Your Life. Through the book and companion two-volume, 12-message audio collection, Dr. Evans examines the opportunity God's granted believers to act as custodians of His creation. As you're reminded of this inheritance, you'll discover new strength to rise above life circumstances that may have once been overwhelming. And right now, we have a special offer. 
When you request the Kingdom Authority book and the Authority of God audio series, we'll also include a companion Bible study book along with access to video teachings that will help maximize your understanding of what it means to live under God's rule. This entire package is our gift to you, and thanks for your generous contribution to help Tony's ministry reach out with the love and truth of the gospel. Just visit us today at TonyEvans.org or call us at 1-800-800-3222. Make your contribution and let us send you the Kingdom Authority audio series, book, and Bible study package. Again, that's TonyEvans.org or call us day or night at one 800 800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans, we'll come back with more of today's lesson right after this. Hey there, Kingdom Agenda Pastors. It can get lonely leading a congregation on your own. If you're looking for a community that's committed to Christ, come to the Kingdom Leaders Summit. You'll hear great insights from powerful speakers like Dr. Tony Evans and have the chance to connect with like-hearted Kingdom leaders. Uncover fresh perspectives and renew your vision for Kingdom advancement. Don't miss this event. Register now at kap2023.com. That's kap2023.com. God did not create Adam and Eve at the same time. They were not created simultaneously on purpose. In Genesis chapter 2, he creates man. He gives man a job. If he ain't working, don't fool with him. He gave him a job, cultivate the garden. He gave him his word. From every tree of the garden you may freely eat. The tree in the midst of the garden you will not eat. Adam, I'm telling you what to do. I am your boss. I'm, I'm your boss, so... Don't tell me you the man if you ain't being my man. I'm the boss here. Okay? So before I bring a woman into your life, you need to know I'm in charge of you. Because if you don't know I'm in charge of you, you're going to mess her up. You're not the king of your castle. You're the king of my castle I let you live in. I'm in charge now. Slick comes into the garden and he skips Adam. In Genesis 3, 1 to 6, he skips Adam and he goes and talks to Eve. He appeals to sister girl's emotions. She starts feeling this tree and feeling the fruit. It was a delight to make one's eyes. And she gave to Adam to eat. When they sinned, God did not come looking for Eve. He said, Adam, where are you? So if the house is out of order, you're responsible. He says, I held you in charge. Adam, where are you? And then he says, because you listen to your wife. Because even your woman is not to overrule me. I'm in charge here, and I'm in charge of you, and my word has the final say-so. So every man is under Christ. He's under spiritual authority. That's what headship means. But what Satan has done is he's created a disruption. And that's why you have all these kids without fathers, all these single women without mates. That's why you have all this violence in the culture. That's why you have racial disharmony. All of that is because God can't get enough of his men to rise up. 
and take their kingdom place underneath the rule of God. He says, this belongs to every single man. But then he goes a little deeper. He says, verse 4, every man with something on his head while praying is prophesying disgraces his head. That is, disgraces Christ. Every woman who has her head uncovered while praying and prophesying disgraces her head, which is her husband. For she is one and the same as the woman who is shaved. Okay, now we get into this head covering. Okay, stay with me here. In verse 16, which is very important, but if one is inclined to be contentious, we have no other practice. The Greek word there means custom. Nor have the churches of God. There was a practice, a custom. When a woman came into church at the First Corinthian Bible Fellowship, when they came in, they demonstrated visibly their recognition of headship with a covering, a veil. The veil was designed to let it be visibly seen, I am here under the authority of my head. Now, I'm not going to dishonor my head when she verbally prayed or proclaimed in the sanctuary. She's under my head, under the head of the husband, and under the authority of the church. I'll mention that in a moment. But under the authority of the church and her husband, I recognize my divinely ordered position. There was a, it was a physical, visible demonstration that I recognize I'm doing this under legitimate, key word is legitimate, authority. Okay? So she demonstrated that. Now, there were women refusing to do it. They were women livers in the First Corinthian Bible Fellowship and refused to wear the scarf, the practice. Paul says, well, if you're not going to do it, you might as well shave your head if you want to be a man that bad. If you are rebelling against Divine authority. If you are a rebellious woman, rebellious wife, same principle for men, if you are not operating underneath God's regiment, authority, then your prayers are not heard, answers are not given, because there is confusion in the court. And so a lot of men and a lot of women are not getting what they need from God because they're operating in spiritual rebellion and so they are in contempt of court. You ever drive a car out of alignment? A car out of alignment? That means stuff is shaky. You know? It means the tires are not wearing evenly because you're out of alignment. You're driving on the wrong side of the road. Which means things aren't working right because you're not in alignment. Every man is to say to God, yes, Lord. The Bible says Sarah called Abraham Lord. Same word. It was the, it was the channel of respect. A lot of men say, well, my wife won't submit to me because she don't submit. See, you submitting to nobody. Everybody's supposed to submit to somebody. 
Even in the church, the Bible says in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 17, he says, he says, members, submit to your legitimate leadership. If you want the church to be blessed, it has to be operating in order. Once you leave order, Satan controls the agenda in the courtroom of heaven. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12 says this, because the people weren't doing it God's way. It says, oh, my people, their children are their oppressors. The women are ruling over them. Oh, my people, those who guide you, lead you astray and confuse the direction of your path. We got confusion because we look listening to the wrong leaders. And we're not making an appeal or we're being the wrong leaders. He said there was chaos in the culture. Children were telling parents what to do. Women were, were bossing men around. The men went around. And let me tell you what happened with the men. Verse 25, your men will fall by the sword. In other words, Ruly women make weak men. Your men are falling. Men are collapsing. Because everything is out of order. For how I created it. Now, they ain't going to tell you what I'm telling you downtown. They ain't going to tell you this in the courthouse. They ain't going to tell you this in the school, public school. They ain't going to tell you this. But I don't care what they say. God has spoken and he has not stuttered. But not only that, it's even more important that you're operating in this. Watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. It says in verse 14, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified through his wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified through her believing husband for otherwise your children are unclean but now they are holy. When you're operating in order, you bring benefit to everybody else in your house. And he says, you keep your children safe. God covers your children when you're in order. So the reason why we got crazy kids is we got out of order parents. So this thing, this thing filters all the way down to the culture and to the government. So here we go. Unless you understand spiritual authority and operate by it, you won't see heaven in history. The first step to benefiting from God's order is to acknowledge and accept His authority in our lives. Dr. Evans says we do that when we open ourselves to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's something you've been missing in your own life, there's no better time than now to make it right. Just visit TonyEvans.org and click on the link that says Jesus. There, Tony will explain everything you need to know about what it means to be a real Christian and how to start a brand new lifelong journey with the Lord. That's TonyEvans.org. Today's message, Order in the Court, is part of Tony's new series called The Authority of God. Don't forget, for a limited time, we're making available this two-volume, 12-message collection on CD or digital download along with his brand new companion book and Bible study guide, Kingdom Authority. They're our gift to you when you help us keep Tony's teaching on this station with a generous donation. Just visit TonyEvans.org to get your copy of this powerful package. 
While you're there, take a moment to sign up for Tony's free weekly email devotional. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or call us at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our friendly team members assist. Our Resource Center is open 24-7, so call any time. Again, that's 1-800-800-3222. One quick note before we go. If you know somebody who could benefit from listening to Tony's teaching in Spanish, we have a brand new mobile app that makes that possible. It's called Tony Evans in Espanol, and it's available right now as a free download through the app stores. Well, congratulations. The judgment on your life is in, and the verdict is not guilty. That's true for believers and can be true for anyone who wants it. Join us again tomorrow as Dr. Evans takes a look at what Jesus accomplished in the courtroom of Calvary. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 